Welcome to the Word of Grace podcast. As a community, we exist to love on God with all that we are and to share His grace with everyone. If you want to connect with us more, head to social media or wordofgracechurch.com. Here's today's episode. Can you believe it's almost December? Does it snuck up on anybody else this year? Like the holidays are here. We're in the holidays. It's it's unbelievable. But I can tell you, so far, the holidays have just been wonderful. Anybody had a good Thanksgiving? I hope that you're still full, because I am. (laughs) And I'm so excited as we get into the holidays, we get to celebrate the most incredible truth of all together as a church family. Tim Keller said this, he said, to understand Christmas is to understand basic Christianity. It's to understand the gospel, the story of Christmas is everything to us. And so we're so excited for the next few weeks to dig into the story of all stories, the story of God made man. Amen? Amen. Amen. For the next few weeks, we're going to look forward with great expectation. And as we kicked off our Advent journey, that's where we start, right? Hope. Hope is the beginning of Advent, the center of our faith. And I want to encourage you, if you didn't grab one, there are some reading guides that are for really for you and your whole family. If you want to lead up to Christmas, spend time in the gospel, spend time in the word, rediscover the whole of the story of Christmas, I encourage you to grab one of those for the next four weeks. They'll be out there for you. But hope is where we begin our Advent journey. Hebrews says that faith is the assurance of what we hope for, the evidence of things unseen. Faith in Jesus means that we place all our confidence in the story of Christmas, right? It means that this story and its conclusion in Christ is what we're looking forward to. Because of Christmas, because of God becoming a human, we can have the greatest of confidence, the greatest of hopes for a future. Amen? A future and a hope which will not be cut off. And as we begin to look at the Christmas story this morning, I want us to ask ourselves a question. Because we're going in towards the holidays, and the holidays can get a little crazy. So I want us to ask ourselves the question, what are we hoping for this year? What are we confident of this year? As we approach Christmas, what are we counting on? Amen? Let's pray together and get into the word. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for an amazing morning already. Lord, we pray you'd speak to us by your word. And God, that you would just touch every heart in this place. Holy Spirit, come have your way. Awaken our hearts from our slumber, Lord, and all of the craziness around us, God, we pray that you would just cut through it all and remind us what Christmas really is. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Does anybody have a favorite Christmas movie? Shout them out. What do we got? Favorite? What is it? White Christmas. That's a family favorite for me. Any? Christmas Vacation? I knew it was coming. Polar Express? Any other ones? Elf? All right, all right. Miracle on 34th Street. Great Christmas movies, right? I don't know. I've noticed that some, like, for some reason at this time of the year, they all disappear off Netflix, and you have to buy them. And they're like, come, like, they advertise, coming January 6th, you can watch a Miracle on 34th Street. I'm like, that's just, that's sadistic. Why? Why? Right? <laughs> I already pay you. Stop it. <laughs> but I've also noticed something else about Christmas movies. There seems to be an inordinate amount of Christmas movies You know, a lot of them are warm and fuzzy, right? But there's an inordinate amount of them, tons of them, Christmas movies and holidays movies that are those kind of everything goes wrong kind of movies. 
Have you noticed this? So many of our favorites are just like watching a train wreck in slow motion half the movie, and then it gets warm and fuzzy at the end. I mean, think about it. Home Alone. I don't even think you can make that movie in 2021. It would just be called Child Protection Services, right? Like, honestly, Home Alone, everything goes wrong before things get better. Or Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I know, that's a Thanksgiving movie. It counts. There was a lot of snow, right? Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is, is horrible <laughs> to watch. Christmas Vacation, everything goes wrong until the eggnog at the end, right? And I just love Cousin Eddie. Anybody else a Cousin Eddie fan? Just love Cousin Eddie. I want to meet, I want to, I hope I can be Cousin Eddie. To, all right, Laura said no, we're done. Maybe I should just leave while I'm ahead here. <laughs> you know, why, why is it that so many of our Christmas movies are everything goes wrong kind of movies? Well, maybe it's because at the holidays we have such high expectations, right? We, know, we have memories of what it used to be like. All the warm, fuzzy feelings come back. We have so many plans, so many traditions we want to carry on and pass on. And a lot of times it, just, it doesn't work out the way we think it's going to. So maybe so many of these movies are just an expression of what we feel at the holidays. Anybody have one of those Christmas seasons? Nothing worked. Burned the food. Everything went wrong. Anybody else? Yeah, we've had those too. And so maybe that's why. Maybe it's because we have these expectations and we know that nothing can ever quite live up to the Christmas that's in our mind. Here's the thing. My prayer for you and all of our families this Christmas is that you just have the most incredible Christmas season. I pray that the season is just way better than you could ever expect. My, my prayer is Psalm 20, verse 4. May he give you the desire of your heart and may he make all your plans succeed. This Christmas, somebody want to like raise a hand and say, yes, I'll take some of that, right? But here's the thing. Christmas, the season, the calendar portion of Christmas, it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect, right? Some of our Christmases will be wonderful beyond imagination. Some will be tough because we all go through different things in life. So I don't know where everybody is this Christmas, but for lots of reasons, Christmases take us up and down. This year, we've seen some headlines coming into the Christmas season. I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to anything, but it seems like a really weird Christmas is on the way, if you pay attention to the news. Here's a couple headlines that I saw this past week. Uh, four ways to stop COVID ruining Christmas again this year. Here's another one. Expect delays and price increases this holiday. Okay, sounds good. Supply chain issues. The best time for Christmas shopping is early. I'm kind of cynical, and I think that's just a Black Friday ploy. Right? Get it in now. If you read the news, it seems like people are half bracing, half praying for normal this Christmas season with the world that we've been living in the last 21 months. Even TV commercials, they keep trying to empathize. I saw like an AT&T commercial, and it's like, we all deserve something great this Christmas. It's been hard. I'm like... You don't, you're trying to sell me something. I don't need you to try and get on my level here, right? The last 21 months, though, we have all realized, with everything happening since March last year, there are a lot of things that we took for granted. The holidays, the plans are part of that, right? Seems like we're just trying to check our expectations so we don't get disappointed this Christmas, if you read the news, if we look around. It brings us back to my question, the big question I want us to consider as we go into Christmas 
What can we be confident in this Christmas? What can we count on this year? I believe that whatever this December holds for you, the story of Christmas is about to knock on your door again. Christmas as a season will always be imperfect. But Christmas is so much more than just a season. Christmas as the true expression of God's heart for you and me. It is the essence of perfection. And it's all that we need. So as we start to look at the story of Christmas, I, wanna, I really want to look at just two simple things this morning. Two things that the Gospels teach us about Jesus in the Christmas story that will help us remember where we can find our confidence. Amen? So let's get into it. The Christmas story means, first and foremost, that God himself has stepped into your moment. God himself has stepped into the story that the unthinkable has happened. C.S. Lewis reminds us this. He says, the Christian story is precisely the story of one grand miracle. The Christian assertion being that what is beyond all space and time, what is uncreated, eternal, came into nature, into human nature, descended into his own universe, and rose again, bringing up nature with him. Christmas means that no matter what your circumstances look like this year, no matter what you've been dealing with, no matter what's changed in your life since the last time we celebrated Christmas, the God of the universe has come to meet you where you are. Where you are. The potter willingly became the clay and dwelled among us. So don't forget what Christmas promises to you. He's here for you. So maybe the holidays, we're only through Thanksgiving, but maybe you're already tired. Maybe it's already been overwhelming. Maybe this has been a tough year for you. I don't know what's going on in everybody's family, but I know we've got some people who've been struggling and some people who've been hurting. Maybe it's been a hard year as we go towards the holidays and things just feel a little different this time around. The Gospels teach us first and foremost that the first Christmas was a little rocky as well, wasn't it? Everything wasn't peachy for Jesus' family. His arrival wasn't a perfect and delightful introduction. It was in less than ideal circumstances that the Son of God became a man. But he held nothing back. He came all the way to save us. Philippians 2, verse 6 and 7 says this. says that Jesus, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, by being made in human likeness. How far did God go to meet us where we are? He was born human that Christmas morning. And he was born human in terrible circumstances. We can't just gloss over that part of it. Let's read together from Luke's gospel, the Christmas story, as it begins in Luke chapter 2. We're going to read verse 1 through 7. and says this. At that time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the entire Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, 
his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. This is how Jesus came into the world. Joseph and Mary were living not as free people, but as part of a conquered people, living under Roman occupation. And Caesar Augustus decided it's time to figure out just how big this empire is. So they're forced to undertake a journey of more than 70 miles on foot, all while she is obviously pregnant, while she is getting close to the due date. Guys, we have no frame of reference for this, but several of the ladies will tell you that whether it's riding on a donkey or on foot 70 miles does not sound like a good idea when you're obviously pregnant. When they arrive, there's no reprieve. They can't get a room anywhere. There's no room for them at all, and they end up with the animals. Jesus is born into this world, not with great fanfare, but with all of its imperfection on display. He's born into this world with the barest of comforts available to him alone. I want to say to you today that whatever your circumstance looks like, whatever you feel as we approach Christmas time, Christmas means that there is a God who gets it. There is a God who understands what's going on in your heart this Christmas season. He has not only created you and understands every thought that you have, but he has lived it. He has walked it out. As the Gospels capture it, it wasn't even just a humble birth for Jesus, was it? He lived a humble life. He carried on in a humble manner. He had no place to lay his head. He was constantly being lied about and misunderstood by his own people. His plans, and we know something about plans not going the right way Christmas time, his plans were always being interrupted by everyone. Usually by people he trusted to let him get on with his business, like his mom at the wedding in Cana when she says, look, they ran out of wine, and he's like, why are you telling me this? This isn't according to plan. Or like Peter with the whole cutting off an ear thing, right? Not going to plan. Jesus was constantly having his plans interrupted. He knows the full human experience. He knows the frustrations, the difficulties that we sometimes run into. And he knows our hearts in those moments. You see, Jesus didn't wait for everything to be perfect to enter into the world. He didn't wait for us to have everything all spick and span, all nice and tidy. He came and met us in our mess. That's what Christmas tells us about. As Christmas approaches, it brings to us both chaos and cheer, delights and delays. Remember, that Jesus became a human. Jesus stepped into this with us. And he knows the struggles. He knows the challenges that we face. He walked in our shoes, and he took on the human condition himself. Isaiah 53 captures it like this. He, he bore our iniquities, our transgressions, our shame, our sorrows. He didn't shy away from those things. He didn't come in and say, well, look, I became a, a man, so I'm going to live just... That stuff isn't going to touch me. No, he entered into it. He wept. He felt these things. So wherever we are this morning, remember what the Gospels affirm about the Christmas story. That he stepped into it with us and became a man. That's what Christmas means. That's what it means that God became human 
That's who our Emmanuel is. He is God fully with us, not partially with us, not a God who's holding back until we get our act together. He's God all the way with us, not reluctantly. So as the Gospels affirm the humanity of Jesus, we can be confident this Christmas that God understands the craziness and the comforts of the season, the difficulties and the delights. Jesus isn't scared of your mess. He's not scared of anything that we can throw at him. He's right there with us. Because he took on flesh and moved in the neighborhood with us. Luke and Matthew capture these details of Jesus' birth. John, his take on the story shows us something a little different, doesn't it? Maybe you've noticed he comes at the story of Jesus coming to us from a really different angle. You see, Mark skips it all, and Matthew and Luke, they focus on the human elements, the human heritage of Jesus. They talk about his genealogy, talk about the circumstances of his human birth, and so on. But John's focus is on not the humanity of Jesus, but the divinity of Jesus. The divinity, who it is that is taking on flesh, is what John wants us to remember. I want us to turn the page over to John chapter 1 and read John's account of the beginning. We're going to read 1 through 5, and then we're going to skip down to verse 10. It says this, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Verse 10, he came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John wants us to remember that Jesus was not only 100% human, but 100% God. At all times. Then that never changed It's not just that Jesus is with us now because he became man born in Bethlehem, says John. He has always been. He has always been. He was there all along from the very beginning, from everlasting to everlasting, and he is sovereign over creation. John wants us to remember who it is that became a man and remind us that this intention, this heart of God for us has never once wavered since before time began. He wants us to not lose track of that. Not only is it that Jesus went this far to meet us where we are, but Christmas means for us that the desire of God for us, for relationship with us, to adopt us as his children has never changed, ever. His unstoppable love stands the test of time. He is full of loving faithfulness, and you can take it to the bank, John is saying. So this year... We may not be able to count on deliveries from Amazon and every other website imaginable. 
we might not be able to count on all our plans to work out perfectly, right? We might not be able to count on all our traditions going forward and carrying on in 2021, but you can count on Christmas. You can take it to the bank. You can count on the fact that God's heart hasn't changed since before the world was made. And in Jesus, he expresses the fullness of his heart for you. He has never wavered, and he never will. The perfect Christmas has nothing to do with our plans working out. It has nothing to do with our traditions and all the deliveries and all the food being perfect. It has everything to do with the greatest miracle of all time, the perfection of Emmanuel, God with us. So back to our question, what are you confident of this Christmas? What are you counting on this year? What are the things you're hoping for this Christmas season? You know, we look for things that we can rely on. We look for things that we can be so sure of, right? I remember when I was working in corporate marketing for Subaru, we came up with like a million different ways to say something is trustworthy. Because we were selling vehicles and we wanted to make the point that you can trust this vehicle. You know, it's reliable, durable, dependable, sure-footed. We would joke about all the different ways that we could tell you this won't let you down. Problem is it always does at some point, right? Whether it's a car or that new toy for Christmas that you're excited to get or anything that comes of human origin, those things all fail at some point. They all fail at some point when we decide to count on them. But the one who existed before creation, who has never changed and is unchanging, that's a foundation we can build on this Christmas. That's someone we can count on this Christmas. Amen? In Matthew 7, Jesus is teaching and he invites us to trust in him alone, to build our lives on him alone, his word and his ways. And he says that if we'll do this, if we'll trust him, if we'll take him at his word, we'll believe in the story again, we'll be like a man who built his house on a solid foundation. Even when the storms of life come, even when nothing else seems certain, We won't fall down. We will not fail because he is our sure foundation. Amen? So I want to encourage you this Christmas season, as we start to, you know, hear the songs everywhere, the red cups come out at Starbucks and all that kind of stuff, everybody tries to make money off of Christmas, remember what Christmas is really all about. Amen? Don't miss the invitation God is making to you this Christmas. John and Luke agree. In his day, many missed the point. John says he came to his own and they didn't recognize him. In fact, they rejected him. Luke says that even when he shows up on the scene, there was no room for him. There's a great old Bible scholar named William Barclay, and he has a line, and talking about John's gospel, it just keeps messing with me. I want to share it with you. He says this, The fact that there was no room in the inn was symbolic of what would happen to Jesus. The only place there was ever room for him was on a cross. Jesus sought an entry into the overcrowded hearts of men. He could not find it. And his search and his rejection still go on. I don't know about you, but that messes with me today about my own heart. That messes with me about how I approach this season and what really matters. 
The eternal heart of God took on flesh and blood for me and for you. He came looking for us. That's what Christmas means. But so often, especially at Christmas, our hearts are super crowded. There's so much going on. There's so much to keep track of. By the time we're done, we're just exhausted. I know my heart gets overcrowded because this season is full of distractions. More than ever, maybe, this year. I want to say today, let's make sure that we're intentional. Let's make sure that we let Jesus be the center of Christmas for us again. Let's let nothing fill that room that's supposed to be open in our hearts for him. His desire hasn't changed. In Revelations 3, he says, through John again, he says, Behold, I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking again. I'm knocking. I want to come in and be with you. So let's make room for him this Christmas. Amen? As we count on him, as we build our lives on him, as we rediscover the greatest miracle of all, I believe that we're going to discover again that he is faithful and true. We'll remember that greatest miracle, that our God, who has loved us since before the beginning of the world, became a man. He entered into all of our experiences, even the ugly parts. He knows exactly what we're going through, and he will never let us down. Amen? He is a sure foundation, the source of our confidence and our hope. So this year, let's count on Christmas again. Would you stand with me? We're going to worship in just a second. I want us to pray. And I want to say to you, if you're here today and Christmas is already a little crazy, if you're here today and it's been a hard year, and Christmas already feels a little bit different, I want to pray with you. You can come and find me. But I also want to promise you, dig into the story again. Put your feet on a rock again. Build on this sure foundation again. Don't let the season, whatever it looks like, distract you from the reality of Christmas, which is that God loves you more than you can imagine. Amen? And as we do this, promise you that hope will flood back into your heart. Amen? Let's pray and let's worship. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for what Christmas really means. We thank you that you chose to come for us. Our lives are not perfect, God. And there's a lot that we contend with. Sometimes we look back to even just a couple years ago and we think we had it good then. There's a lot that we take for granted. But God, we trust what you say in your word. That when everything is shaking in our world, that which is unshakable will remain. You are unshakable. You are unchangeable. You are God from everlasting to everlasting, and your heart for us has never changed. So we count on you this Christmas. We count on the Savior of our souls, the one who ransomed us and loves us with a perfect love. Would it cast out all fear this Christmas season? Would it teach us to really have our hope in you again? We trust you, Lord. We thank you that you're our sure foundation. We pray that you just help us to rediscover how sure you are, how faithful, how true, how unchanging your love is. In Jesus' mighty name. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. Let's worship him. Hey, thanks for joining us today. We pray this message has been a blessing to you. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review. It helps others find this content. 
If you want to connect with us, head over to social media or go to wordofgracechurch.com.